0: G'day and welcome to On The Road. My name's Scott Gibbons and On The Road is your show. It's a show where we we travel, we go all around this great nation of ours, we talk about caravans, we talk about motorhomes, we talk about tents, places we can go, places we can see, places we can enjoy, and it's just a fun show. So if you're ready to go on the road, I'm ready to go on the road, let's go on the road together. Here we go. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons, we're on the road, and it's terrific being on the road with you. Ah, we look forward to it. COVID-19, that's been blamed for the liquidation of the hybrid camper trailer manufacturer, Complete Campsite. Now, Complete Campsite, they've been going for over 20 years. So a high-profile, award-winning hybrid camper trailer manufacturer is now in liquidation because of the economic downturn. Of COVID nineteen being cited as the main reason. That's so sad. It's a family-owned, family-run business specializing in building soft floor, hard floor, hybrid campers, and now they're in liquidation, which is really sad. And the liquidator said the main reason has been the economic downturn due to the coronavirus pandemic, which has greatly reduced the company's turnover, and that's sad. And what happened was that most of their business was coming from trade shows and the trade shows stopped. You know, when you go to the caravan show, you go to the camping show, well, they'd always be there. They were strong supporters and now they're not there anymore. So that was one of the, oh, it's bad. That is so sad. So as they said, despite their best efforts, they are just unable to to continue going and so, you know, 20 years down the drain, they had a really good reputation, they had good build quality, and yeah, that's a concern for the industry. So if you get a chance, if you get a chance and you're looking to buy, what have we got to do? We've got to buy Australian. That's what we've got to do. You've got to buy Australian. Now, there's another part to the story, not the same story, but another part that's good news, and that is that because of the global pandemic, and, and that exposed some of Australia's huge dependence on overseas manufacturing and, and how our country is now experiencing overseas closures and lack of supply and material shortages and price increases due to the currency changes. But what we have to do now is support Australian businesses and one such company that came back to Australia. This is good news. They came back to Australia. Sunshine Coast, that's where they're based, sports cruiser caravans they made the move from partial overseas manufacturing back to a hundred percent australian built in mid-2019 so what they spoke to the company this was this was through rv daily and they spoke to them and they they said that they founded the business in 2009 that was sports cruiser they had the caravan chassis and the shell manufactured in a specially set up factory in china uh, and then the overseas manufacturing that gave them lower costs and, and whatnot. But what they found was that they had language differences, they had long lead times, they had the inability to oversee the factory operations and the currency fluctuations, and that made the task anything but easy. It just wasn't easy for them. Now the current owner, Joel Netting, he began working as Sports Cruiser in 2013. He purchased the company in 2019. He had a strong desire to bring the manufacturing back to Queensland. How lucky was that because Queensland's still open, Victoria's closed, so, you know, most of the manufacturing, most of the manufacturing for the RV industry is done in Victoria, so he's in Queensland, but a deteriorating Aussie exchange rate with the dollar, the Chinese supply problems, that became the catalyst and he decided to take a leap of faith and move all the manufacturing back to Australia where he could maintain stringent quality control to create the quality, the safety and the innovative Caravan designs while supporting the Australian economy. So he he said he's proud to say that since the start of twenty twenty, his caravans are all custom built, manufactured locally in southeast Queensland, and he's using over fifty local businesses to achieve that. That's the difference. If you buy Aussie, you're supporting somebody, supporting somebody else who is supporting somebody else who is supporting somebody else who is supporting families. So, ah, big difference. So, But they did have a glitch. They encountered a problem. The previously used computer-based CAD CAM drawings that they had, they just wouldn't transfer to the software used by sports cruisers, Australian suppliers of choice. So the whole lot had to be rewritten and reprogrammed. That's not good, but nevertheless, it is good if you're the programmer. (laughs) You get that job as well. So he's using Australian skilled labour. They're using Cruise Master as well. And, and they've got the research and the development all happening here, and now they're 100% confident in the quality that's going through. And as I said, in 2019, things started being very, very positive, and they're very proud and having, again, positive reactions to the 100% manufacturing being done in Australia. So they're managing to deliver light and strong and off-road capable caravans, which I think is just terrific. So, you know, we can support everybody, and... You know, as we know, everybody's having a hard time with the COVID and we had the drought and we had the bushfires, we had all the things. But now, if we can... You know, if you're after something new, then you just got to buy Aussie and just ask the dealer, is it Aussie, is it Aussie, is it Aussie? If it is, yay, yay, yay. And if it's not, over to you. But, you know, buying from Australian companies, they support other businesses. And that's crucial to Australian manufacturing. And we all want Australian manufacturing back. So I think... The reason you buy Aussie is because it's the real thing, isn't it? That's why we buy Aussie. It's the real thing now. When you're talking about the real thing, then you've got to talk about Russell Morris. And Russell Morris did a shorter version of the real thing, thank goodness, because the real one goes for about 6 minutes and 41 seconds, and I think this one goes for about 3 minutes 42. It was on Rock Whiz. Mushroom Video did it. Uh, Terrific. So it's the real thing. Russell Morris, he did this live, live on Rockwiz. And I've, I've seen Russell Morris live and I just love the fact that it doesn't matter how old he is, what he does. His singing is exactly the same quality. The energy is the same quality as when he was just a pup. So this is just terrific. So Russell Morris, the real thing. And let's back the Aussies. Here we go. You enjoyed that. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. The show is on the road. I'm on the road with you. You're on the road with me. And we're enjoying it. I think it's just terrific being with you. Here we go, Russell Morris. Minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5,
1: 4. We've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start.
0: Oh, Russell, Boris, eh? How good, how good. I know if this COVID thing was over, he would be out there doing concerts now and he sounds so... Good. He, he just sounds exactly the same as he did when he was just a puppy. So just fabulous. And when you talk about things that are good, I spoke to Jacqueline Bold during the week. Now, Jack, you know Jacqueline because Jacqueline, was spoken to her many times. She's with BoldTCRC.com.au, and you know what they do? They If you've got a caravan or a trailer or even a horse float and it needs servicing, that's where you go, BoldTCRC. But I spoke to her during the week and I said... Jacqueline, I need a recipe. Can you give me a good recipe? Now, this recipe is not only good, but we cooked it up on Saturday night, and I'm telling you, it's a winner. And it's so simple. So grab your borrow, grab your pencil, get a bit of paper, get an old bit of chalk, an old bit of charcoal, whatever you've got, but write this down, and it's a simple recipe, but it's a beauty. So it's it's her favourite. It's called, It's a one-pot meal. And she calls it Mexican pulled beef. So uh, the only thing you need is a slow cooker. So if you've got a slow cooker, uh, then (laughs) that would be me, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm slow at most things. But if you've got a slow cooker, then you're fine. So into your slow cooker, just add a kilogram of diced beef, two packets of taco seasoning, a tin of diced tomatoes. Now, the tin would be about 400 grams. Uh, Two carrots, and you grate the carrots. Uh, and a capsicum, which is sliced. And then you throw everything into your slow cooker and you mix it to combine it and you cook it on high for about four hours or you can cook it on low for about eight hours. And then once it's cooked, you just shred the meat with your fork and you serve it and it keeps terrific in the fridge. I know it keeps terrific in the fridge because as I said, I had on Saturday night and I've kept some more uh and i just know i love it all over again so you can use it in tacos or tacos whichever you prefer or burritos or nachos or you can make a mexican salad but you can use it as a pizza topping or have it on toasted sandwiches or just enjoy it in a bowl it's terrific so i'm going to give it to you one more time so jacqueline thanks for this so a kilogram of diced beef Two packets of taco seasoning. Now, that's up to you whether you use the full two packets or you, you know, it depends how spicy you like it. So if you don't like it too spicy, then maybe back it off to a packet and a half or so. And then a tin, about a 400-gram tin of diced tomatoes, a couple of carrots, and you grate them, and then a capsicum. You slice that, you throw everything into the slow cooker, you mix it all in to combine it, and you cook it on high for about four hours or you can cook it on low for about eight hours, And then you just, it's just done. And it's just terrific. And you can have it any which way you want. I just think that's fabulous. Just, and it's a fabulous, I'm telling you, it's a fabulous meal. You will really enjoy it. Now, speaking of enjoying, one of the things you've got to enjoy, and it's winter, so one of the things we really enjoy is a fire, don't we? We love fires. Now, one of the things that you might want to consider is how do you make your fire more colourful? Because if you've got the kids with you, I mean, a fire is beautiful. The adults love a fire, and we just love the yellow and the red and the blue that comes in naturally most times. But there's a product you can get called Mystical Fire. Mystical Fire. And you'll get it from BCF or Anaconda. And what what you do is you just add it into the fire. It costs somewhere around about $5 to $6 a packet. And depending upon how much you want, you might want one packet you might want two, you might want three, because it makes all these beautiful, rich colours come out of your fire. It's just, <laughs> just fabulous. So it makes the fire so much more colourful. All those other colours come out. So it's called Mystical Fire, and you get it from BCF or Anaconda or uh, places like that, and it, it'll be just terrific. Mystical Fire. So have, check that out. Check that out. Now, the other thing you might want to check out, it's an American thing, but uh, so many Aussies are doing it now. It's called s'mores. And really what it is, is just maybe, and I'll give you the Aussie recipe. So you grab some, something like a granita biscuit, you know, the Arnott's granita biscuit. So some granita biscuits or shredded wheat meal or, or even, even plain digestives. So just something simple like a biscuit like that, a plain digestive or a shredded wheat meal or a, a granita, something like that. And then you you get some some chocolate, so maybe four squares of chocolate, and you get some uh, marshmallow, and you melt the marshmallow. So you you warm the marshmallow up, put that onto the chocolate, which is sitting on one of the biscuits, and then put another biscuit on top of that, and the hot marshmallow will melt the chocolate. So you've got something sweet and gooey. (laughs) So if you want sweet and gooey, it's called s'mores. Probably because you want more and more and more of them. But I, <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. And I think it's terrific. So you might as well give that a lash. So all it is is some anus biscuits, a so granita. It doesn't have to be almonds because you can get them out of Aldi or any other supermarket. They can get no frills. Don't, don't, you don't have to buy almonds because they're owned by Americans. So uh, shredded wheat meal or, or digestives or whatever. And then you get some marshmallows. you warm the marshmallows up so you can toast them over the fire till they get a little bit sticky Put them on one of the biscuits. Put your chocolate on top of that if you wish. Put another biscuit on top of that. The marshmallow will start melting the chocolate, and you've got something as I say, sticky and gooey. And the other thing you might want to have a look at is if you want some Max Tracks. Now Max Tracks. Oh dear, I did some some uh, checking out on them the other day. By golly, are they good? Are they good? Because they're Aussie, they're Australian. So it's it's just a fabulous, fabulous product. They're Australian and they're Australian made. So they've got a whole range of them now but, and you can buy them in most places. The best place to go and get them, I reckon, at the moment is ARB at St Peter's because ARB and St Peter's, they are just fabulous people. But these, if you want to, if you don't get to ARB at St Peter's, then you can buy them in the USA and they're Australian. And they're Australian-made. You can buy them in Peru or South Africa or Norway or France or England or Japan or the Ukraine or New Zealand or the United Arab Emirates. That's just a few of the places and a few of the countries that want this Australian product and and are loving it. So four-wheel drive trainers and tour operators and uh, lifeguard services and rural fire services and state emergency service branches and off-road rally drivers. The Australian Army have them. The US Defence Force has them. Uh, The United Nations use them, so and they've won global awards. It's just a terrific thing. Max tracks, M A X T R A X. I think they're just fabulous. And what they do is you put them under your under your tyres. If you get stuck in mud, if you get stuck in sand, if you get stuck, if you get stuck, you use Max tracks, and you're probably going to get out of there just so easy. The whole thing is don't spin your wheels on them. Don't spin your wheels. Just use them to get the traction. Don't spin your wheels. So I think that would be you you'll really enjoy that and and there's so many good Australian things that I'm looking for now for you that's that's what I'm trying to do is find the Australian things for you so in the meantime if you're going caravan here's a song <laughs> I don't know whether you've heard this one it's a John Williamson song it's called old farts and Caravan parks it's just it's a funny song it's slow. But it's funny, if you listen to the words, you'll really like it. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons, we're on the road, it's good being on the road with you. And I'm glad, if, if you're getting out there, I'm looking forward to getting out there very, very soon. Uh, I'm going to stack the, pack the van, not stack the van,
2: <laughs> stack it with goods.
0: But pack it up with all, all the things, and I hope to hit the road for a little while as well. So, but in the meantime, old farts and caravan parks, John Williamson, here we go. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons, great being with you.
1: Thank you, well... When we were in the Kimberley we actually toured the show through first of all and I made sure everybody in the audience knew I was going to come back through with a camper van so we got all sorts of invites to go out to stations and up rivers fishing for barramundi, just fantastic. And of course we did stay in in a lot of uh, caravan parks as well. This is all the way between Broome and Darwin. and um, I'd I'd forgotten all about caravan parks and it's fabulous. I met all these wonderful old people and I could feel a song coming on straight away. And I've called it Old Farts and Caravan Park." <laughs> oh, happy travels are we Around Australia in the caravan The kids are gone, we have no plan You navigate on your engine, man Yes, happy campers, are we? And king of the road, are we? Up a mountain road we wind with a mile of traffic stuck behind Too friendly a folk you wouldn't find Oh cheery old chokes away. We've hit the road and sold the home Like a pair of drovers round we roam No more winter and no more foam (laughs) We're wild and fancy free (laughs) And a pair of toilers are we We'll pick fruit or prune a tree Any old job doesn't worry me It'll cover our fuel and the camping fee Ah, frugal old far toy. And the dear old chook of you and your terry tailing dressing gown. The one you bought in the country town. Yours is pink and mine is brown. Red bear, old Far Toy. Yes, we've hit the road and sold the home like a pair of drovers Round we roam, no more winter and no more foam We're wild and fancy free. <laughs> oh, geez, we'll have to pull up again, same darn. And a tidy little unit away, everything has a place to be. A jar of coffee and a tin of tea. A life for two, but not for three. Oh, sexy old tarts away. And we always camp just near the loo, cos I have to go at midnight too. And dribble, 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 dribble's all I do. All over the hill are we Oh, happy campers i we Around the in the caravan The kids are gone, we have no plan You navigate on your engine, man Yes, happy campers out <laughs> Go around! Go, on, go
0: around! I'm the same to you too, sonny John Williamson. He sure has a turn of phrase, doesn't he? (laughs) Now, I was talking to John and Michelle today. They're friends of mine and they've just got back from a trip and I said, oh, what did you do? And they said, we did the Silo Art Trail. Now, they did the New South Wales one. There's different art trails in different states, but they did the New South Wales one. So I thought, gee, that sounds good. I'm going to check that out for you because it's just brilliant. Some of them you may have seen some, of them you can just do this whole tour if you like, if you've got the time and you can tour all the way through New South Wales or maybe through Western Australia or South Australia or Victoria, or Queensland, whatever you want to do, when we're allowed to. Ha! There's the catch. Where's <laughs> the catch. So the New South Wales Art Trail, it's just, uh, it's a fabulous experience. So, and you've got an opportunity to do it and you're going through different parts of towns and the whole idea being that you're going to go to some country towns and then you're going to see this magnificent art and you'll pull out your camera and you'll send it on Facebook or, or however you want to send it to other friends and they'll come and everyone's going to buy a cup of coffee, everyone's going to buy a cake, everyone's going to go to the bakery, you're going to stay in the caravan park, you'll, buy, you'll go to a cafe, um, you'll buy lunch, you'll buy a loaf of bread, you'll do all the things. And so the country towns now give you a reason to go to them rather than just driving through, you get a reason to stop. And I think that's beautiful, because you get to help the struggling communities, but they're entertaining you while you're there. And some of these silo, what it is, the old wheat silos, S-I-L-O, silos. And when you see them, when you see the art, the the creativity, the genius of it all, oh my golly, and everything is so unique. So the New South Wales Silo Trail, it currently stretches about 2,100 kilometres, and it runs through some some drought areas and and some towns that have been really bad shape but if we go there and we see these places oh and it's not just the silos they're doing now they're doing water towers as well and there's other things so this particular tour I'm I'm checking out for you now they start off in Lightning Ridge now if you haven't been to Lightning Ridge you've got to go to Lightning Ridge (laughs) you've got to do it and as you drive into Lightning Ridge One of the first things you're going to see is what's known as Stanley the Emu. Now, Stanley, (laughs) and I've seen Stanley, you're going to get a photo of it. (laughs) Stanley's an 18-metre high sculpture, and he's made by a local artist, John Murray. And it's made from scrap metal from a VW Beetle, or maybe multiple VW Beetles, I don't know. But it's a beaut, beaut piece of gear, and you've got to see it. So John Murray, he's an epic artist at, at Lightning Ridges, where he calls home, and he's known for his signature art pieces and his colour and his whimsical characters of birds and Aussie creatures and whatnot, he's just fabulous. And he's got an imagination, and a major imagination. So he uh, went to, with. he's also got, even, I'll, I'll let you know this, when you go into Lightning Ridge, he's got his own art gallery there as well. So you've got to go to his art gallery, you've got to see how good this man is. Colour is just phenomenal. So from Lightning Ridge, you go to Brewarrina. That's about 207 k's away. And it's uh, the, the art in Brewarrina, he's doing a whole thing there. So John Murray and another renowned artist, Jenny McCracken, they've been doing the town, if you will. So they've been painting up toilet blocks. They've been painting up everything. And it's just terrific. So And they're even doing a new thing there, a new concept for the levee banks. So they're painting the levee banks. So it's brightening up the town. It's engaging the community spirit and although they're doing art, <laughs> they're going to draw travellers to the area. Ha, ha. So then you go to Brewarrina, you go to the fish traps, you're going to see the fish traps. Now, they're, they're the oldest man-made structure or one of the oldest man-made structures in the world. <coughs> Pardon me. We can't travel at the moment, so you don't have to because you can stay local and you can see one of the oldest man-made structures in the world. So the fish traps can be found at a bend in the river near the town of Brewarana. And they were added to Australia's national heritage list in two thousand and five. And you will find them just amazing because, due to their size, their design, their complexity, they were considered to be exceptionally rare. And and what they've done is they've they've worked out how to use the river hydrology, the fish ecology, the construction techniques of stone dry stone wall to capture fish. Just genius, genius. So there you go. Then from there, you go to Baraba, B A R R A B A, Baraba. So the league from Bawarana to Baraba is just over 440 k's long, and you can have an overnight stay if you want. You go to the caravan park in Walgut, uh, and you will have a, a beautiful time. But the Baraba silos, they're located just west of the town centre on the Manila Road, and there's plenty of parking there. It's suitable for a whole range of vehicles. And the silos were painted by Finton McGee in 2019, and you've. <laughs> they depict the, the image of a farmer water divining, water divining. So you, you might say, well, what is water divining? Well, some people call it water divining and some people call it water dowsing, dowsing, D-O-W-S-I-N-G, water dowsing. It involves that, that a person can locate underground sources of water without using any scientific instruments. Typically, the person that's dousing just holds sticks or rods, walks around a property in the hope that the rods will either dip or twits or cross, dip, twitch or cross, when he walks over the, the underground water. And as t- when you see these, like the art is phenomenal. And then from there, you're going to go to Tamworth. Uh, and Barrigua to Tamworth is about 92 k so you, you can park up, you can have a bit of time there, you can go and see the water tank. Uh, and of course, you've got... So much more to see, and Tamworth, of course, is the home of the golden guitar. So you're going to get totally enraptured and all of that as well. But you're going to get some fabulous photos, and then you go to Gunadah. Now, Gunadah, oh, you've got to do Gunadah because it's 80k from Tamworth, but um, you've got the military, the Gunadah Military Water Tower Museum. So it's open on Saturdays between 10 and 2 p.m. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And you've got, it's a three-storey building, and it's just a treasure trove from all walks of life. But its main feature is the military memorabilia. And and the museum is just jam-packed. So you've got an amazing amount of incredible things to see. So if you're into military memorabilia, you've got to do it. So it's like you've got so much to see, so much to see. So, you know, do it. You've got to do it. Uh, And what it does is it commemorates Australian New Zealanders, uh, Vietnam veterans. So the Australian New Zealand Vietnam veterans. And it was unveiled in time for Anzac Day for 2019. Uh, So good. Pardon me. Lucky they got that in in 2019 and not 2020 because it was a lonely Anzac Day. It wasn't on 2020. But by golly, didn't everyone get together? By golly. Out in your front yard holding your candles? Great. Then you can go to Canamble to Galagambone. If you haven't been to Galagambone by golly, you've missed out. But the trip to Cannabale from Ganada is 222k and then Galagambone's another 47k down the road and you, you, the water tower there, you've got to see that. It was painted again by John Murray and Sooty Welsh in 2017. It took them 11 days to do it. So it features pink gulars and grey gulars, pink and grey gulars and fence posts, so you've got a, a real rural Atmosphere, a rural rural aspect of Canambul and includes the sun and the moon and the Southern Cross and the Aboriginal Dreamtime and all the artwork was painted by Sooty Walsh and it decorates the bottom of the tank. So, (coughs) pardon me. So then you've gone... You've got so much more that you can go and see. And there's a museum there as well, the History Museum. You've got to go to that. But Galarkinburn, that's one town on the trail that you've you have got to have an overnight stay. That's what they say. You've got to have an overnight stay because you will love the town for its artwork, its cafes and its great caravan park atmosphere. So the Water Tower was painted by Jenny McCracken. And it's just, it, it's Pave the way to the Gula Festival is, is the theme and her artwork is titled Lucky Dip. So it's, it was one of several artworks that were completed by Jenny during the time and the festival uh, had nine other artists there as well. So, oh, golly, you're just going to have a great time. Then you can go to Meriwa. So you'll love Meriwa. You can go to Portland. Portland's just amazing. You've got to see the size of these things. And, and then you're going to go to Grand Grenfell's got the old Portland bottle kilns, they're extremely rare, there's only two of the original eight still standing and they're constructed of brick and iron tyres and turnbuckles and they are built around 1889 and they once held lime and they're the remnants of the early cement making process in Portland because you've all heard of Portland cement. And Grenfell, you've got to go to Grenfell, oh by golly, I saw that one, I've been to that one. So, you know, there's many more that I'm going to go and see. And then you go to Wathala and Narrandera and so much more. Then down to Lockhart. Oh, by golly. The one in Lockhart, that's the final leg of, of this particular journey. It's 65 k south of Narrandera, uh, and you can stay a few days there because it's a town that's got a lot to see and a lot to do. But so many of them, so many of them have got Australian bird life. Uh, kookaburras that take up... Uh, a good few, because the kookaburra is just something. If you're going to have kookaburra, then you might as well. Did you hear the song I played for you last week? It's from the cartwheels. It's called Kookaburra Calling. Now, these are a pair of Aussies, husband and wife, and they wrote this song. And if your feet don't get tapping, I tell you, your feet will tap away. So it's the cartwheels. It's called Kookaburra Calling. I'm going to play it again for you because we had so much feedback, <laughs> so much feedback. So what a great song that is! So I'm going to play it for you again. So Kookaburra Calling, here it comes. Don't forget to go out on the Silo Trail. This is Scott Gibbons. I'm on the road with you. You're on the road with me. The show's called On the Road. If you want to get more podcasts than you can through Spotify, or you can just go straight to our website, which is On the Road Media. Dot com dot au. And on there, you click through, you'll find the podcasts. You can play those as you drive along. You'll learn so much more about Australia and caravanning and RVing and doing all the things. So here we go. If you want to go to our Facebook, that's On The Road Media Australia. On The Road Media Australia. And then you can join our Facebook. Like the page, if you would. That would be terrific. And away we go from there. So here's Cookaburra calling the cartwheels, a lovely Aussie couple, and they are just fabulous. And listen to the violins, because the violins in this ha. <laughs> Magic. All right, back with you a little while. You enjoy this.
3: Oh, I'm gonna pack my youth with camping gear, and I'm off to tundra fishing. Ten degrees, and it's dropping tonight of the moon, fire and the light of the moon. Mist and the water as flat as my feet, I'm not going anywhere soon. Bells are not ringing on the end of my ride, I can see by the light of the moon, I can see by the light of the moon. Ooh, coca calling, singing my the By the light of the moon, I can see by the light of the moon. Go on a tail taller than me, I shine bright. See
0: by the light of the moon I do love that song, Kookaburra Callin' I Do Don't be surprised if I play it for you again because <laughs> I, I think it's fabulous Now, why would you visit the Mudgee region? Why? Would you visit the Mudgerys? And the better question is, why wouldn't you? It's just three and a half hours from Sydney. So from Sydney, three and a half hours, you get an ideal escape from the hustle and the bustle of of the big smoke. (laughs) And whether you... There's not too much hustling and bustling going on at the moment, let me tell you. Sydney is just quiet. Shh, quiet. You wake somebody up. So whether you're looking for romance or, or a country escape to to celebrate uh, something wonderful. Uh, If you want to explore the area, if you want to see the heritage, if you want to do amazing things, then the choice is, then you can go to Mudgee direction because it's it's fabulous. There's a diversity in the region. There's a great mix of restaurants and pubs and clubs and they all offer different things. And the art has grown over the last few years. You've got galleries and museums and sculptures in the parks and it's attracting artists from all over the world. Not so much at the moment because they can't get here, but it has and it will attract artists from all over the world. And you've got world-class wines and wineries and so many things going on that, that you'll, just, you'll just love it. And one of the prettiest places you can get over to is Ralston. Rylston's R-Y-L-S-T-O-N-E. R-Y-L-S-T-O-N-E. It's one of those... Charming, if you will, charming country towns. It's got an extraordinarily beautiful and heritage streetscape. It's just, and you've got fabulous food delights as well. So it's it's all there, but it's a rustic heritage town. Uh, It's via the the famous Bylong Valley Way. You've got a broad range of, of tasty modern food. And it's fast becoming known for its wineries and its yum char and its tea house and its olive estates and its gastronomic delights and its if, if you're a fussy foodie, I reckon you'll love Ralston. So they reckon they'll guarantee you to surprise and delight you. So Ralston was settled in about the 1820s, it made it one of the oldest settlements west of the Great Divide. And it's got a really charming, 19th-century, very photogenic building. So you'll be able to take your camera. Do things, it's it's a wonderful streetscape, you'll love it. Nineteenth century sandstone public houses and cottages and government buildings and 1920s era stores, and it's worth taking the time. If you take the time and just wander the streets and capture the essence. And, and the town acts as a gateway to the World Heritage listed Wallamai National Park, and of course the beautiful Bailong Valley, and that's got some of the most spectacular natural heritage in the whole region. So you've got, if you're a nature lover, if you like hiking, if you want to explore, then you've got the, the Gandaddy and the Fern Tree Gully and you've got to do that. So each year, now normally in November, I can't promise you for this year yet, we can't, they have street feast, street feast. It's in November. And they close Louis Street and they open it up to the festival goers and you've got a street market and it celebrates its local food and the produce and the wine and the art and the craft and everyone just settles in and you've got long tables and long lunches and probably longer tables now because we've got a socially distance, so that's all happening. But you can take a stroll around and you can see the, the art and the boutiques and the craft shops and, oh, wonderful. And then the other thing they're doing is Ralston's the gateway to, the, as I said, the the World Heritage Wallamai National Park. But the the council has just closed the Caravan Park. Why? Because they're rebuilding it. They're rebuilding it. They're going to put in a new amenities block. They're going to make it bigger. And it's going to be fabulous. They want want you to come to Ralston, so they're going to make it even prettier and more serviceable. So there you go. If you love a lovely town, if you love a, a funky town, then you've got to go to and If you like a funky town, then you've got to listen to Sudo Echo. Here's Sudo Echo, Funky Town. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. Great being with you, Funky Town. Pseudo Echo, here they come. It's Scott Gibbons. We are on the road and I tell you where I am right now. I'm at Paravans in Windsor and I'm with Dave Wise. And Dave Wise, <laughs> and he is, he's the wise old man of caravans, let me tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm up here and I was just talking to Dave and I said, Dave, let's find out what's happening at the moment because with the COVID, the COVID-19, if everybody's concerned about what's happening to their caravans because I think, am I right, Dave, about 90% of the marketplace is built in Victoria?
4: You're correct, yes. They're all built in Victoria. Some are built in New South Wales and a small amount in Victoria. Uh, But unfortunately, with this uh, lockdown down in Melbourne, it just absolutely stopped the caravan building industry. Unfortunately, a lot of people are under the belief at the moment that uh, they can still have skeletal staff. Uh, that 's not happened. no one is building any caravans, but what it also affects is uh, anyone who's building components for a caravan as well. so the base not only the caravans building stopped, uh, but also spare parts aren 't being made either.
0: Oh dear so basically, as I understand it, Victoria as, as a manufacturing state, and it does a lot of manufacturing down there, nobody's allowed to go to work that 's really what you 're saying isn 't it? If they 're in manufacturing they 're not allowed to go to work.
4: They're not allowed to go to work at all. Warehouses have closed. Factories are closed. You can't even build caravans on the side any longer because you can't get parts for them. Mm. Uh, so, um, unfortunately, you know, this six-week lockdown, uh, hopefully it'll be restricted to six weeks. We're hoping it doesn't go any longer.
0: Yeah, and then my understanding is, and this is in, in talking with you a little bit earlier, you said that the manufacturers have... have they're going to honour their word and get everybody their van by christmas that's that's what they're trying to do is that right
4: that is what they're attempting to do they're not making promises but that's that is what they're heading for that is their target uh believe it or not they do want to build these caravans they want to get the customers out and want customers happy with their brand
0: right so right now the market's going pretty strongly but people are still buying the orders are still coming in for the new vans aren't they People are still ordering,
4: yeah. uh, and a lot of people are understanding you know, where we are at the moment. And uh, most people ordering, they're ordering for next year. They understand they're not going to get a caravan this year, so this actually gives them a bit of time, a bit of breather to work out what what they want in a van, how they want the van, and also uh, they know when they're going to get it because it's going to be next year instead of this year. <laughs>
0: so the colours and the options and all those things they've got more time to select and then the order banks are coming in and when the manufacturers come back they're coming back to work that's really what you're saying isn't it they're coming back to
4: coming back to work and they're going to have the accessories they require you know whether you want to go as far as putting a dishwasher in or you want a gas heater or a diesel heater or you know you want an annex all that will be coming back in but it gives you time as a customer to decide what you want in the van actually gives you a bit more leeway when you look at it
0: yeah, and what are the new things that people are looking at in putting in their, their fresh order van? What What's some of the options that they're doing now?
4: Uh, the newest thing at the moment is basically everyone's going towards diesel heating. Uh, that's become very popular. People were using gas, uh, but diesel is the new one. Uh, some people were ordering dishwashers. No. Uh, yep, we can <laughs> really? supply with dishwashers. <laughs> we can do, um, you know, uh, convection hot plates and all that type of thing now. Uh, as I said before, we can do full annexes we can do them with extension rooms on we've even can do an inflatable annex if you wish
0: wow well there you go that's some amazing things now dave if we were to play a song for you now what what would you request who would you Uh, request
4: it'd be uh from billy thorpe and the aztecs everyone thinks i'm crazy
0: (laughs) (laughs) well here we go here's billy thorpe Uh, (laughs) Most people think I'm crazy I think this is just a fabulous song Dave loves it Dave even said to me He wants a plate at his funeral So (laughs) get your order in quickly I would reckon (laughs) So here we go Hey it's Scott Gibbons We're on the road Here's Billy Thorpe for you And thanks Dave
2: Most people I know
0: Oh, that's fabulous, Dave. Thanks for requesting Billy Thorpe. It's always good to hear Billy Thorpe. And if you want to hear more about the show, you just go onto our website, which is ontheroadmedia.com.au. Again, ontheroadmedia.com.au. Or indeed, go onto our Facebook page. And if you'd like that, that would be excellent. And that's on the road media Australia. On the road media Australia. In the meantime, hey, I'm Scott Gibbons. I'm going to see you on the road. She
2: comes off like her rule. Everybody knows she'll get you in dodge Well you can look but you better not She's crazy. She'll really do your way well If you let her get under your skin. I need an ocean of calamine lotion. Got to scratch like a hound. The minute she starts to mess around, poison. like a hound The minute she starts to mess around